What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. Let's try it. Okay. We're, I. Ready, you know what? Ready to talk about? Oh, I hate that whatever, question. I hate that question. We're going to talk about. Yeah, we can stop saying that on the show because <laughs> I feel like we're not going to talk about sex. I've been doing some like this week dreaming about turn me on and some like conceptualizing about turn me on and actual dreaming like in your dreams at night or n- daydreaming. No, d- daydreaming. Okay. I don't, my nighttime dreams have been really elusive. I don't really remember my nighttime dreams anymore. Mine have been, mine have been awful. Really? A nightmarish? No, not even nightmares. Just like, just. Reality? Just reality in my dreams. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That's not what dreams are supposed to do. Fuck, you're telling me. That's not what we hired dreams to do. Um, it's funny because and and one of the things that came up in my like dreaming of Termion and dreaming of the future of Termion was like I wonder if we can I don't know what it is about some questions that just the question themselves is frustrating like there's relationship questions like when that I, come up when I go to ask you uh, babe 
What do you want to eat tonight? That it's question? not that easy. That that question? Yeah, that question. I know that question drove you nuts. Um because what it feels like the question is is what are you making me for dinner tonight? And and I know that's Whoa. I know. Whoa. I, look, here's the thing. I have other things to say about that which hopefully maybe we'll get into today, I can't but I you said that. Well, no, because it's just not you're not the only one who asks that. I get Hello Fresh now. <laughs> this so episode is not brought to you by Hello Fresh. <laughs> Although all my meals during COVID have been. <laughs> so you are brought to us by Hello Fresh. I'm literally here on behalf of Hello Fresh. Yeah. Um you know, there's like the question, you know, the relationship question, are we okay? And you're like, fucked if I know. Are you okay? Yeah. Like, I'm only yeah. okay if you're okay. We're only okay if we're each okay. So it's just a question that I, when I see it come through in a text message, I'm like, I want to throw my phone across the room. Because I'm like, there's no right way to answer that. Mm. You know? Yep. Those are t- tough relationship questions. So I feel that way when you say, when you start the episodes with, ready to talk about some sex? Because I feel like Turn Me On has evolved beyond it just is. talking about sex. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's, we've been doing this for four years now. A lot, of it, a lot of it does have to do with sex and other people's sex lives. I mean, if you listen to last week's episode, we just sat and listened to a kindergarten teacher tell us about how she likes to get fucked in the backseat of cars by strangers. While she's blowing chunks. But, you know, while, while puking. And, you know, like that's, that's what I signed up for, for this show. And yeah, then, but it did morph, point. it did morph into something, it morphed into something much more intimate. Yeah. Um, you know, like. Personal. Much more personal, which is fucking weird now, man. It, it's like, it's, it's weird. It never was weird until now it feels weird for me. Yeah. Because now I'm actually going through some real personal intimate stuff and it's like and i and i feel as though i feel as though like it i'm doing myself and the listeners a disservice by not like going into it it, at least a little bit but there's this big part of me that like i don't even want i don't even want to fucking go near it but also that's how i that's how i feel about anything that's like hard in my life it's like i don't want to talk about it i don't want to i leave everything it's like you know i know we're going to be talking about this Brene brown thing about trust and and uh, one of the things that she says in this video, all about trust, is we we all the different ways we put trust into people, and 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 like where trust comes up. And one of the things that she brought up was like when someone asks for help, that is like a huge that's a huge sign of of that's something that someone values in someone, and someone sees like someone puts their trust in somebody who has the vulnerability to to ask for help or, or come to them when they need help. And that's like, that's something that I fucking don't, you know, I don't practice what I preach really because I Mm -hmm. do preach. I preach the fuck out of that. But then when it comes to, when push comes to shove and it's, it's my turn, I don't have a really easy time doing that. So now, so now I'm going, you know, going through a fucking breakup and it's like, it like literally feels like the, I was having this thought today. I was like, man, I think I would rather, I think I would rather relive having 75% of my large intestine removed 
and like the recovery, which is like such, such incredible physical pain. The pain, the physical pain that came with that recovery of that, that laparoscopic surgery where they took out my colon and took out my gallbladder and yeah. like the days after, you know, like the four, five, six days, seven days after that moment where my, my, my torso, my, 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 my torso cavity is filled with air bubbles. Oh, that's and right. The, and there's, and there's no painkiller that like I could, I, they, I was getting pumped with morphine, but it doesn't, it doesn't help. Like, I don't know why that like that pain doesn't get subsided by pain meds. Yeah, because it's and a it was pressure. Most, yeah, it's this crazy painful pressure in your whole trunk of your body. And I remember laying on the hospital bed and thinking, this is this is by far the worst moment of my life. Like this is this is the heart this is the this really sucks. Um because it physically it was so painful. And now I'm going through this and I'm going, I'll fucking take that any day. I would take that physical pain any day because at least then laying on that hospital bed, feeling that physical pain, there's a part of me in my head that goes, I know this will be over in seven days. Like I had a bunch of doctors that came in here and they said, this really sucks, I know, but the way this works is in like seven or eight days, that will be over. You'll let out one big, long, gaseous, noxious fart. Queef out of your nipples. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and, but now like what I'm going through right now is like, it's so fucked because like I, I feel like this is, I know I'll get, I know I'll, that I'll get th- through, the, I'll get over the, the, the hurt that is like, that is consuming me, but I'll never really get over it. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not, it's not ever going to really be done, be done. I'll always be so sad about this. Because, yeah. and I, I had this, I had this conversation with Becca, like the last time we spoke where I, I was like, there's nothing mutual about this. Mm. Like you are, you are, you are done. You are so ready to like leave. And I am like, so the opposite. Like I'm, I feel like I'm ready to, like I would, I would, I would jump into fucking oncoming traffic to like save this. And, and so I feel like that that part of it, like that element is like the thing that will make like I, and fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like, maybe I, maybe I, I, I need to see, I need to talk to a therapist off obviously to like get through this cause I'm grieving, but maybe, maybe I will get over it. Maybe it will pass, but I just think about how even when it passes, there's still going to be, I'm still going to, it's a loss. Yeah. And it's not and, the kind of loss. And it'll never hurt. It'll never not hurt. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It'll never not hurt. Mm-hmm. It'll never not make me even just a little bit sad. It's interesting, like this grief conversation, because we, you know, all of the news sources, at least in Canada, they talk about grief all the time with regards to COVID. And the other day I heard a interview that wasn't, the other day I heard an interview with someone who coined the term ambiguous loss, which is something that Esther Perel sometimes talks about as well. And um, ambiguous loss is, is, is like, it's hard to put your finger on. Um, mm. 
so anyway, so, you know, a lot of the commentary, at least here in Canada, and I'm sure other parts of the world are, we are grieving, like all humans are grieving right now. We're grieving the loss of what we had. Um, and I don't, you know, I know some people are doing, are actually seem to be better off in, in the post COVID world mm -hmm. in some ways, in terms of, you know, like, I think I'm better off in a lot of ways, but this, there is a sense of loss that's hard to put your finger on what it is. When Esther Perel talked about ambiguous loss, she used an example of sitting in bed with your partner who's sitting on their cell phone. And it's like this ambiguous loss mm. because you still have the person you, lo you love, but you're missing connection. Right. And so it's, it's hard to put your finger on kind of anyway so so grief and you know and then you're going there's the breakup grief and then the, you know i'm still grieving my dad dying and mm. there's other other types of 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 grief i'm sure swimming around in there too but like what grief is such a important part of the human experience like but i hate it it sucks i fucking hate it it's like man i like i I hate it so fucking much. I can't, I can't, I can't start fucking crying on this episode. I, you know, like that, that fucking, um, you know, like every year for the last, like, I don't know, fuck, I don't know, whatever. It just seems like every year there was always, always those memes that were coming up being like, Ugh, 2018, this is the worst. Like the 2018 is the worst year. And like, oh, 2019 is And then like now the 2020 is like, what the fuck? 2020 is the fucking worst. And like everyone's like, yeah, 2020 is the worst. And like the, you see those memes all over the place. 2020 literally. I, and okay, before I say this, I, I always hate. I don't even I don't even like reading those memes where I'm like, oh, fuck off. Whatever. Like every every year is the fucking worst year. Shut the fuck up. 2020 is actually the, the most fucking unbelievably fucked up worst year. It's crazy. I can't. What the fuck else? What the fuck else is going to happen? This is so, like, I'm just so, f f I'm that, I'm that. Yeah. We've, like, we've got, like, it, and it's, it's not even, it's not even just the COVID thing. It's like, it's, it's all the stuff that, you know, your family and what you guys have been going through and another shit with Becca and I and, but then, but then there's don't like, forget there's about also, the, don't forget about the murder hornets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But like it, at the same time, there's, there's these, there's these, th so, so the, the reason why I, um, man, I honestly don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about right now. I don't know why I brought this up. Just, you obviously need to get stuff, something off your chest. So just go for it. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I need to see a therapist, I think. Cause I, I think I'm, I think I, I think the culmination of everything, like I really do think I actually am like, like actually depressed for real depressed. Mm -hmm. And, um, so this past weekend I, I, I went on a camping trip with, um, a couple of really good friends of mine and I'm just so grateful that they took me out mm -hmm. with them. Um, cause they knew I was hurting and, and they just took me away and we went to this like 
Holy shit, we went to the most beautiful place in Nova Scotia. I, I couldn't even... I couldn't even wrap my head around how this place existed, and I did not know. I didn't even have an, I didn't even. I couldn't even conceive this place. It was fucking crazy. It's called Five Islands National Park, and it, it's just like you got. If you're in Nova Scotia, you got to fucking go there. If you ever come to Nova Scotia, go. Don't go to good. Like, go to Good Robot, sure, but like <laughs> go there. Everyone, everyone's like, oh, I got to go to Good Robot. Like I hear Jeremy talk about it on the podcast all the time. Yeah. Go to fucking Five Islands National Park. That place is unreal. So I went there and I took. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna dig deep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna do some like self work and really find out how I'm, I'm feeling. And so I, I ate like four and a half grams of mushrooms, and I had the, I had the, the most. It was the, it was, it was hands down the highest I've ever been. It was wow! The, it, was, it was the craziest. I mean, aside from like the the five meo DMT, but it was yeah. it was the it was really 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 deep, really intense, and I had a lot of like really valuable introspection. And I was like, maybe this will be the cure. Like, maybe this is it. This will be my psilocybin treatment that will get me through to the other side. And really, what happened was I came out the other side, and I I went uh, I I was like, no, that didn't cure that didn't cure anything. But what it did do was it gave me a whole bunch of clarity into realizing how for the past four months I I've I've honestly been walking through the world with this like these these like glasses that have no color. Like I'm just seeing the world through gray and and nothing excites me. I I'm so like everything is dull and and I I kind of realized like, fuck, this is, I always, I always thought in the, in the, like prior to this, I always thought about the idea of depression and thought of it as this thing that you would know you feel like, you, oh, the, I, this is depression. I feel it, you know, like as if it's some sort of like physical pain. But I'm coming to realize that like, oh, wow, you, this, this shit can like, this shit can creep up on you and you have no idea and you can just be living with it for a very long time. I came home. I ca- so I came home from that camping trip and my mom was looking after Bigby because I, I didn't bring him out there. I just, I just, you know, I knew I was going to be getting really fucked up and we've had bad experience with Bigby and mushrooms before. Yeah. So, so my mom, my mom took Bigby and when I came home, I came into the house and I looked around and I was like, something's different in here. My mom had come here to pick up some of Bigby's meds. And I noticed that she had done a deep clean to the house. And it wasn't until the house was deep cleaned that I realized how, how bad I let this place go. Like how, how like the baseboards like were just fill like covered in like grime and I'm just walking around and it's like I, I don't even fucking see it I don't even notice so I really I really don't I really don't think I'm well and um and cleaning the baseboards has never been your strong suit let's be honest I, I, I mean I mean it hasn't but I, but I, I do do it I, I do know how, and I know how to do it but I I really I really let it go anyway anyway in saying all that I I I I'm, I've already said far more than I, I, I was anticipating to say coming into this today, 
But one thing that I do want to say is I know that I fucking lightly mentioned it last week when it was becoming a reality um, and how I was feeling a bit, I was feeling a bit sad about it. And I just want to say thank you to the, there, there was really um, quite an incredible amount of people that reached out to share their experiences and, and just like, and just offer like, fuck, I had people from like the other side of the country that I don't even fucking know. Just say, Hey, here's my phone number. If you ever want to just talk, get, feel free to give me like that kind of stuff where it just, I don't know. I fucking love all of you who listen to this because it, so all of this, I know why we're on this. I know why we're talking about this because we were talking about how the show has evolved and how the show yeah. isn't just about sex. And this is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. This is what this fucking show has turned into. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, it's like our original mandate was we, we want to talk about what it's like to be a sexual being in the world. You know, and you can't untangle that from yeah. other kinds of well-being and health. And so, you know, we've talked a lot about our relationship and our other relationships and our mental health at times. And, you know, it's like not necessarily this podcast where you you come to <laughs> to like laugh every couple of minutes. Well, hopefully you're laughing occasionally because I think we have a good knack at, you know, keeping things light even when we're talking about heavy stuff. But yeah, I think it's really neat because I've been talking about getting a therapist recently too. And, and, uh, and to deal with like sadness that I've been feeling, you know, and, but it's neat that we kind of have this outlet where we're, we are talking to people who are listening and are reaching back out and saying, Hey, we can have a, we can have a one-on-one chat. And sometimes those, you know, those types of connections that are maybe not professional, but still unbiased or Mm -hmm. it's still caring, you know, still like all kinds of, um, 
anecdotal experience and mm-hmm. you know offerings is like yeah maybe i need a therapist maybe i need to talk to somebody that's a friend maybe i need to talk to somebody who just doesn't know me who's just a good ear to just like mm-hmm. get stuff out i wonder if this is a fundamental difference this is something that i've noticed or at least it's something that i believe to be true and so i'm seeing it everywhere which is when I just want to get something off my chest, it immediately becomes an argument when someone goes, here's some advice because I don't fucking want your advice. Well, I mean, I do, I do, I do. Sometimes I want advice, but a lot of the time it's just like, I just need to name how I'm feeling right now. And the minute you go, well, that's kind of a downer way to like look at things. I'm like, your constructive feedback <laughs> is not not welcome, con- right not welcome right now. Yeah. Um, but having someone unbiased, someone who's like not really emotionally attached to whether or not I take their advice is, you know, that's a good, that's a good listener. You know, someone out there. But, um, so we, uh, we, we talked about this video and I, I, I don't know if you've ever done this, but I watched this Brene Brown video. I think it was a Super Soul Sunday video, which is, a, I think, an Oprah production. And um, she was giving a speech. And I I've, and I've, and I've pretty I, much gobble up. Can I just say, I hate that name. Super Soul Sunday? Yeah, it's pretty. I, it's just so fucking lame. She's like, she is so funny and so great. But then that giant fucking banner in the back of like, Super Soul Sessions. I'm like... It's Super Ugh. Bowl Sunday, but it's Super Soul Sunday. You get it? Oh, it's a play on words. Yeah. I think. Okay. Anyway. Sure. I still hate it. Okay. That's fine. I hate <laughs> everything right now, though, so that's okay. <laughs> I, I, that's just a part of my life right now. So Just a part of the general grayness. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we, so I'd watched it a couple of days ago, and then I had an, uh, let's say, a, a, a disagreement with my intimate partner and in my head I was like I'm going to rewatch this video and then I'm going to post it on Facebook and I hope that he watches it <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done that folks I know I'm not the only Man. one you're like I want to share this just to send a message <laughs> but um, uh. anyway we ended up watching it together and and then I shared it with you and I was like maybe we can talk about this because hmm. there is something there's something, I mean, everything Brene Brown talks about, you know, she's a researcher, she's an academic, she, she's a great public speaker. Um, Superstar public speaker. She's yeah. a great, like, she just, the minute she comes on screen, I'm like, oh my God, I'm emotional. Um, mm-hmm. She's vulnerable and she shares a lot of personal experiences and a lot of her vulnerabilities. And she talks, if you're not familiar with her work, she talks a lot about vulnerability Um, she has a podcast called unlocking us, which, um, is, is, has been a great series of interviews. And then recently she published an episode called shame and accountability. And it's just her talking about her shame research that she's done and what shame, how shame is not a useful shaming is not a useful tool for, um, for causing any sort of change or, or in the world. So it's not a good social justice tool, she says. And I thought it went really well with um, 
well, it all it all makes sense all together. But we watched this video called Trust. Actually, what what is the video called? Um, she. It's a twenty-two minute long. It's video. called Super Soul Sessions: <laughs> The Anatomy of Trust. The Anatomy <laughs> of Trust. Yeah. Okay. So I the love Anatomy this of Trust, and you can actually you can find it on our website, BreneBrown.com. Yeah. And trust is like, as she states in this video, is a huge word, and it's really nuanced. And if you were tasked with giving a definition of what trust means to you, I think it would you know, it, you'd have to put your brain cells to work on that a little bit because what, what gives you a sense of trust in a person if you really think about it? So she's, she's analyzing this as she's speaking and she's talking about how actually the Gottman Institute, which has been researching relationships for, for years, says like right off the bat that trust is built in small moments and there are these little gestures that we're making all the time that instill trust in us and instill trust in other people for us. But one of the things that she says near the end is you can't trust someone if you don't trust yourself. Hmm. And that really impacted me because I'm, I'm in a low confidence, like I'm in a bit of a confidence dip. Um, you know, I feel really, uh, I'm feeling really challenged by by the reopening up of things and what I came out of last fall before I went on this like three month road trip, I was coming out of the like the hardest, most intense work period of my life and I was feeling really burnt out and really like I I can't function at this level. This is not sustainable. Mm. And I um and then I went on a three month road trip and then we were in lockdown. So for the almost like, you know, eight months I haven't really had to hustle and now things are opening back up with the promise almost of, of a second wave of this with a lockdown that probably won't leave us with social assistance the way that we've already. So there's like, this is urgency and there's this heaviness of like, get out there and make hay while the, the sun shines. Right. And so here I am, I feel like getting swept up again in this like capitalist structure and, and everyone's talking about capitalism and white supremacy and the patriarchy. And it's all the same thing. As far as I'm concerned, it's just a fucking system that everything we're doing right now is built on. And I'm like, I feel like I've been my whole life when it comes to an occupation and career and like getting paid for things that to, to so that I can afford to like exist, which seems very unfair because we, you know, I was born here, didn't have a say in it, but, and I'm grateful, but sometimes it's like how many more years of like hustling and I'm not good at it. Like I'm not a good hustler. Like I, I'm, you know, like I'm out there. I'm like a little more hard. Airy fairy. Airy fairy. I, I am a fucking square peg trying to fit into a round hole. And I feel like. Yeah. You're Vata. You're a you're Vata. You, you're Vata. Oh, you're Kappa Vata Kappa. I started watching like I've watched about the first two minutes of um you know the series on Netflix Explained. They have one yeah. on astrology. We should love. watch it together. We should talk about it later. Um, yeah. Okay. I yeah. fucking love that show, man. They, it's do a, so, they do such a good job. Great show. It's show. so good. Yeah. It's so jam packed with information, um and like mind blowing moments. But so we'll we'll well, 
explained. I'll just we'll Calm down. we'll put that in the show notes. But um, yeah. uh, what was I saying? Where was I going with this? Uh, I, you were talking about how you were. You're I don't up fit. In the air. I don't you fit don't f- into this system, and I know I'm not the only one. There's so many people that don't fit mm. into this system, and there's lots of people who are figuring it out at the cost of their own like mental health. You know, working themselves into the ground, and then you know, etc. I mm. don't fit into this system. I'm trying, but I I feel like I'm constantly just being like, I either get to do what I'm passionate about and excited about or mm. I have to sell my time, my body, my energy to things that'll pay the bills. And I I know that's relatable. Like I know that other people feel that way. So so all that just I I think that all came from just like well, I don't know where that came from, but look at I, us. I'm look searching. At us just ranting. Look I'm at searching. Us just having rants. <laughs> We're searching. Searching for rants. Um, yeah, this is our own rant. Um, so, so I'm yeah, I'm really searching. I'm 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 eating up everything Brene Brown's talking about. I'm trying to gain a like a better understanding of of everything that's going on in the world. And um, what's fucking me up is. I'll, talk, I'll give you the analogy. It feels like this this whole square peg round hole thing feels like I'm in I'm on like a uh, a bumper car track. Mm-hmm. There's only I don't think there's a tracks in bumper car, but yeah. But isn't there one like aren't you? Oh no, I see. Oh, I, I get what you mean. You, you know mean, what I like mean? The, the yeah, like the thing that comes out of the back of the car and goes like the pole that goes up and up attaches into the up ceiling? to the top. And it gets the electricity. There's only so many directions. There's only I'm limited by where I can go. Sure, you can't get out of the bumper car arena. Yeah. And what's fucking fucking with me is a lot of the work because it's work that makes yeah. me feel fulfilled at the end of the day is honestly, don't hate me, listeners. Meal planning, grocery shopping, cleaning my house organizing my house keeping keeping people who are in my house fed uh provided for dogs as well as as a subgenre of people um, why would you preface that with don't hate me because it's so heteronormative and i'm like it's also the path of least resistance oh because you're you identify as female and you're doing all the I'm doing all the like all the ladies stereotypical jobs. gender by roles. Way, by the way, before we continue, just uh, can we pause here for a second? Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you want to eat tonight? You. What are you? Or, what are you making? Sorry, I, I meant, what are you making tonight? <laughs> you know, and it's like, don't fucking expect me to fill your and, gender normative roles, but sure. also, but, but also, also if, you, if you like, it. I like doing it, but don't fucking yeah. expect it from me. That's fucking you. Yeah, fuck yeah. You're right. <laughs> you goddamn right. <laughs> but That's it's okay. You it's can like those like, things. Let's say, let's say, I have a partner who can make double the amount of money I make in half the amount of time. You're looking for, at him for lots of different reasons. Uh, well, like no, only one reason, but yep. Well, the system was built for you. Okay, let's just call <laughs> it what it is. Um. <clears throat> Hey man, so th- that's only that's only recently, <laughs> as in like within the last week. <laughs> um, okay, fair. Busting my ass for five years. 
And I'm um, not even excited about it. Yeah, I know. But that's the thing. It's like the path of least resistance, for better or for worse, for me, is to stay in my lane <laughs> and do my gen- and do my gender my my gender normative role, which actually yeah. fulfills me. But I'm not ready to commit to doing that forever because everything tells Ooh. me I should be striving for something different. And See, it's this so is the, this, this, it's just is, such a it's so fucked up. This is the interesting thing about sex, though, right? Is like, and I know this is not the case, but like you could like you could be doing all those heteronormative roles on the outside, but on the on behind closed doors, you could be you could be like the cock and ball torture queen, and 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 pegging your male partners, and and. You know, I, like, just planting the seed here, right? You're just planting the seed. <laughs> I mean, not for me. I, I'm just trying to spice things up for Todd. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like, like that. You know, there's because I know that you, I know that you do have. I I recognize that those those roles that you really enjoy. You you're like you do really enjoy those things and like like you're you're I mean you're even it's even sort of in like what you're doing with the house right now like tearing that thing down and and doing all this like hard work and making um, it a home yeah but then but but then I also know that like in the bedroom you do have a little bit of a dominatrix space okay you get this like you get this face <laughs> on you <laughs> it's like it's like it's it's a bit scary it's a bit of a scary face. And, uh, and it, it's a very, you know, there's like a, there's a dominant streak in there. Mm-hmm. That's not heteronormative. That's. That doesn't fall within the, the demure lady like, uh, qualities that, that one should. What about be. lady in the streets, coo- wildcat in the sheets? That's like the, that's like the ideal. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess wildcat's subjective though. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. That's a good point because I've been reading. What the what the fuck are we talking about? Well, this is you know. Is listeners, this a good point? What are we talking listeners, about? Listeners, you tell us what we're talking about. Um, the uh, we're, guys, we're depressed. Leave us alone. <laughs> but keep listening. <laughs> See you next week. Um, yeah, no, oh. I I think that I a month ago I, I you know I I picked up that book by Margot Anand, this the art of sexual ecstasy. I ordered um, David Data's book, Dear Lover, which is the the feminine, the letter to the feminine, as opposed to the the art of the the way of the superior man, which is the letter to the masculine. And I'm like, you know, I'm reading that, and I'm like, yeah, I I have time after time after time in relationships, I have seen the sexual, uh, uh, I don't know if how to even put it anymore because I thought I knew what it was. I thought it was like, Oh, I get t- the pattern is I sex gets less. I get less horny. Like I, my libido goes down. And so mm-hmm. only in the last you know year or so I've been like, maybe it's not just about me needing to work on my libido. Like maybe there's other things. And so, it, you know, there's lots of research that I've been doing on that subject. And, and so probably like a month ago, I arrived at this situation where I was like, maybe it's not all my fault and my problem to work on, but maybe, maybe I've been waiting or longing for a masculine to lead this like sexual revolution. You know, someone mm. who can go, I see where you're at. Let me teach, let me, let me lead this because honestly in the workplace, 
and I know I've, I've been in lots of management positions. I don't want to be the leader. Like I don't like to work alone and I don't like, you know, we're going to get an Being email. We're, we're going to get an email from someone who's listening. He's like, I'll, I, I can be him. Yeah. I will be that. Highly doubt it. Maybe if it was you saying it, because you have a lot more people um, trying to. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. I see the way people look at you. Oh, yeah. Like through, through, like through emails. She- <laughs> um, but now, so this is where I was a month ago. I was like, ah. Like my brain was like, ah, it's not, it's not just my problem to figure out, which was a very liberating situation. Uh, Mm. But, but now I'm like, oh, if I'm home doing all the housework, if I'm home being, you know, pulling my weight in a partnership by doing all the domestic things, Mm -hmm. it also affords me time to masturbate every day which i don't get to do Mm. when i'm working 12 hour days on film sets it gives me time as well in between the laundry and the dishes to uh stick the laundry and the dishes in your (laughs) hoo-ha well not just masturbation aside but to do more reading and to 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 reap to and maybe take the lead you know, it's funny because the book, yeah. The Art of Sexual Ecstasy, is, uh, you know, it's about Tantra. And when you when you start reading this book and it's like, read the whole book before you do anything. And like bonus, if your partner will also read the book before you attempt any of these sort of exercises. But then you have to consider that, you know, so many people who write to us who are like, I can't get my partner to talk to me about sex or we can't address this issue or whatever. And it's like... It, it, I see how hard it must be to get your partner on board with like, I want to get into Tantra and then being like, um, does that mean like buying a sex swing and like trying new sexual positions? And you know, the answer is no, but just to have a partner that's willing to put that's work. It's like going to therapy. It's like, it is work and it might be pleasurable in the end but honestly it's going to be really uncomfortable when you start like eye gazing and all of those other things those exercises that are involved in deep breathing and you know like it just must feel so foreign for some people who only are acquainted with certain kinds of like mechanical sex and when I say that I mean like thrusting and pumping and you know whatever so maybe if I were to take the path of least resistance which is happens to be something that I'm good at and I enjoy, even though it's heteronormative. Maybe I can also be the leader in my sex life. Whereas, you know, if I'm also trying to like, here, here's the thing. Like I, I, I don't think Todd would mind me saying this, but like I came home I worked for I worked my butt off on on these houses out here, and I was putting in long days, and I was coming home, and I didn't have a lot left at the end of the day. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. And you know, my partner likes he cleans every day, and he likes things in a certain way. He sweeps them off the floor every day. Who does that? Mm-hmm. Nobody I've ever been with. I don't. I don't even do, like I'm clean, and I. Mm-hmm. rarely touch the floors, you know? But this is a thing that's important to him. 
it makes him feel like the place is cleaned. And yeah. so if I do that, if I sweep him off the floor, it's a gesture of love. Yes. It's not yes, important yes. to me, but it's important yep. to you. And, you know, so I walk in after a long day and, and he just made this really off the cuff comment, which is tied to my childhood trigger of going, we need to clean the house in my childhood, which is so funny because I'm in my childhood home right now. If my stepmom came home at the end of a long day and was like, this house needs to be clean. I would literally watch for her vehicle, pull up to the house and be like, Oh my God, everything needs to be in its place when she gets here. Or Mm, we're mm going to have to do a deep clean of this house. So, so, you know, he just, he was just like, yeah, we need to do a big clean. And I just started bawling because I was like, you know, I have to be out of the house twice as long as you to earn half as much money. And then I come home and I'm told I'm not pulling my weight, you know? And it's like, please, like, please see at least like the nuances in, in what you're saying because you can you've been you know Todd's been in the same trade his whole no one ever told me to go to trade school he's been in the same trade um you know his whole life he's very he's a master he's a master he's put the hours in he has the experience he's a master builder and that that's a recession proof career and so you know and he he tries to coach me on business and money, and I'm like trying to employ these like things he's telling me, but they don't work the same way for me as they they do for him. And he makes it look so easy, and I get so just like defeated. And mm. that's kind of kind of where I've been at. So today, literally, I'm just driving and be like, oh, maybe I just f- stop fighting. And do and do the fucking housework. <laughs> that that's. But well, it's, hard. Over, it's hard. It's hard. I'm to coming re- over to PEI on uh, uh, tomorrow. So do you want me to bring an apron and? I have one. Like what? Else, what? Oh, you got one already. Yeah, okay. I have an. Are apron. there any other like uh, wifey kind of things <laughs> that I can bring over to? Uh, yes. Um, actually, I just really need you to bring my summer clothes. <laughs> <laughs> because okay, it's hot you know moving yeah. furniture in a sweatshirt um yeah let's talk can we talk about trust because i really did want to break down her anatomy jesus christ i thought we were i thought that's what we were fucking talking okay. about all right yes yeah, let's, let's go even deeper okay okay trust I thought, I, thought, I thought that's what this whole 20 minutes was it's been 40 minutes well twice as long it's been it's, it's been 20 minutes of uh of just listening to your my you rant? figuring it all out. Just, yeah, just figuring it all out. But was it your rant before, or am I just totally sucking yeah. all the air out of the room? No, no, no. What? No, 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 no. It was, I mean, yeah, it was my rant before. I mean, I was just, I was just crying before, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're talking. <laughs> I, was just, I was just babbling and crying. Uh, last week, I masturbated. Wow, what a fucking great episode this is, guys. <laughs> last week, here you go. Here you go. Last week, I masturbated four days in a row, which is, it's significant, because I, my masturbation... Uh, self-care had taken a fucking deep dive uh, into nowhere. Um, so I, I've been trying the Tantra techniques out myself, which is like masturbating without, I've been masturbating without any sort of external stimuli, just my imagination and taking yeah. time with my breath and my body and um, <laughs> trying to extend the length of my orgasms and also bring them not just like just away f- beyond my crotch into my whole body. Like I, I'm really mm. trying to like 
fucking Armpit tap orgasms. into this. Yeah. Um, Look at those hairy pits. I know. They're very, uh, they're very sweaty. I think you actually have more than I do. It's weird. It's in two patches. There's like a low patch yeah. and an upper patch. Mine are so mine are just like long and silky. Yours are uh, yours are you know, really like little, soft. Yeah. Why is my armpit hair so soft? <laughs> I could like we could sell this shit. This is like fuck, man. You can make some like uh, I don't know. What what what, what do you make out of pubic hair? Pubic hair toupees. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, okay. So let's break down trust because she, okay. let's just, let's break it down in her anatomy, which she, I, I'll just try to paraphrase if that's okay. Braving is the acronym that she put together, B-R-A-V-I-N-G. And she made God, that. What a long acronym though, eh? It's long. She, and she was like, I've got an acronym. And she goes, it's braving. And I was like, braving. Jesus, that's like eight letters. Well, it's. That was close. Seven. It's close, it, but whatever. It, it's a, it's but, a, but, but every, 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 what would you say? Every letter in the acronym, I was like, oof, yeah, yeah. And then the next one, I was like, oof, wow, yeah. So yeah, let's let's go through it. What's so B is boundaries. That's a, big one. That's a fucking big one in trust. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you're not was, good uh, at setting your own boundaries or knowing your own boundaries, it's really hard to expect yeah. anyone to stay on the right side of them. Right? Yep. And that's a big, that's pro- like, it, man, I, I'm not going to lie. Like watching this video was really, uh, it was really hard for me because it was like everything she was saying, I was like, fuck, that's, welp, like that's my jar of marbles all poured out on the floor. Mm. Like, and that's a, re- the, it, when you watch the video, you'll get the the reference. But yeah, yeah, like, and that's a, that's a, I think that's a, an issue that I had in this relationship. That's probably one of the reasons why Be- why it, it is. It's one of the reasons why Becca is no longer invested in in our love because because I because I fucking I just fucking sucked at like clarifying boundaries my own. Mm. You know, um, it takes practice. I think in 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 like I think it's a good. It really made me think like I got to write down what my boundaries are because, yeah. you know, there are certain things that like it's so hard when someone sets a boundary in the middle of a heated moment. Like, for yeah. example, like, let's say someone says to you or to me and says it sounds you sound crazy when you say that and yeah. you go, can you not say that? Can you not use that word? Can you not use that word or that sort of statement to put me in this like? Because now I'm in a position where I like. Th- th- no, I'm those, in the crazy box. I'm in the crazy box, and that and that and that's a fucking hard place to be. So, um, but when you set a boundary like that to someone in the middle of a heated moment, don't say that to me. Their yeah. immediate thing is going to be like, I, I assume like a defensiveness. You know, like oh I. You know, whether it's because I feel bad for using it or, or whatever. I know when someone says a boundary with me and I feel a little embarrassed that like I said something inappropriate or whatever, it's like, oh, it's that shame feeling. It's a shame feeling. Mm. I'm like, oh, and then I want to get defensive. <coughs> um, I, I love, by the way, that Brene Brown says in her shame and accountability episode of her podcast where she says when she feels um, shamed, she comes out swinging. And I, mm. that's like a really good thing to hear from someone who studies it. No, because I feel that way. Like when I get defensive, I'm like, 
lashing out big time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was great to hear. She's very human. So boundaries. So learning how to set your boundaries, express your boundaries, communicate your boundaries, and then having someone respect your boundaries and being able to respect their mm. boundaries, even if they're things you don't agree with. Yeah. That's a big one. So then we have R, which was, um, trying to remember off the top of my head, reliability. So it's not enough to just respect someone's boundaries once. It has to happen time and time and time again. Yeah. Not just about boundaries, but reliability. You're, you are, you do what you say you're going to do. So it's a hard one, I find, because like the first thought that immediately comes to mind is like when I'm in a hard situation in a relationship and I'm like, oh, maybe we should get counseling. And partner says, yeah, let's get counseling. And then 24 hours later, we th we're, think we're okay. The relationship's fine mm. and we don't need any help anymore. But then the next time we fight, it's like, oh, maybe we should get counseling. And it's like, well, maybe if we'd fucking done that in the first place when I said I was going to do it. Yeah. I don't know. A, account. do you have anything you want to say about reliability? Do you think I think you're no. pretty reliable. I think you're one of the most reliable people. By the way, I trust you. I trust you too. And thank you. Um, so accountability. My name isn't Jeremy. I'm so sorry. I've been keeping this from you the entire time. It's not my, I'm not, my name is not even Jeremy. What is it? It's Jeremy. I knew it. That's why I don't correct the kids. Jeremy. The nephews. Yeah. That's dumb. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> a a accountability. Mm. What do you think that this one was? I was like, so she's got, I'm going to jump ahead to the I, which is integrity. She's got reliability, accountability, and integrity, which to me, I probably would have used interchangeably. Right. So what do you feel like with accountability? What, like, what is that to you? Well, I mean, reliability is like knowing that you're going to, like that you're going to do what you set out to do. You're going to show up. Accountability is like accepting when you fuck up. I mean, that's the way like I kind of uh, look at it. It's like if you, if you, if you, if you make a mistake, you're going to recognize that a mistake has been made within the, within like this whole, um, I don't know this this whole like agreement of of braving of 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 cultivating trust. Right. So like owning your mistakes I think is how she she put yeah. it. Owning them, yeah. apologizing for them. Fucking mm -hmm. super hard. Yeah. I have a real hard time with that one. <laughs> and a lot of the time, honestly, I and think a lot of people do. Yeah. And I and I know I'm not the only one. Again, this is going to this is ties into what I was talking about before and is like it's really hard for me to know when I need to apologize or when I'm in quote unquote the wrong, because I feel like a lot of relationship arguments are so, uh, bind like right or wrong. You're either right or you're wrong and someone's got to be right. And that means someone's got to be wrong. And I don't agree with that, but mm. I think that's traditionally the way that we argue. And, and so, a lot of the time when I'm in 
an argument, let's say with Todd, lately, my my mind goes, do I need to apologize? Do I need to apologize? Or like these days I'm like always thinking there's some sort of gender power dynamic that's happening that I feel like I need to unearth, but I don't understand it myself. Mm. Um, in one of Brene Brown's podcasts, she's talking with uh, Ibram X. Kendi about racism and, and he says that like white supremacy and racism has been just, it, we, we, it's just what we were born into. It's been rained down upon us since the day we were born. And so I know I'm a part of this like systemic problem and I want to, and maybe we can talk to someone on the podcast about this, but I want to know how, how to address gender power dynamics within a relationship because you can be evolved, you can be reading things, but we always have our blind spots. And anyway, not that all of this is an excuse for why I don't need to apologize, but I have trouble sometimes being like, is this something that I need to apologize for? Or am I right? Like, you know, right or wrong. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. I find apologizing really, nobody ever taught me how to apologize. My, mm. my dad never apologized for anything. My well, there's a, never there, there, she does a, she does a, uh, there's an episode on, how to apologize. That's right. As well on our podcast. Um, that might be worth listening to. I'll have to listen to it again. I think also I... maybe like just interchanging apology with like making amends, mm. you know, like cause like a po- apo- there's, there's maybe, maybe the word apology kind of just doesn't sit well. Yeah. It's like changing the, just changing the, the wording of it a bit to like, to, to, to make it, I guess f- fit more or, or make it easier. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think she also says something about like you have to have a platform of self-worth from which to apologize. And so with shame, shame versus guilt, she says like shame is like if you feel shame, it's about it's about um, shame is about like uh, the difference between shame and guilt, guilt being like you can recognize still that you're a good person, but you did a bad thing. But shame is like I did a bad thing. I'm a bad person. And it's really right. hard to apologize from that platform. Because mm-hmm. this is, I mean, she says it later in this video about trust. She's like, you can't, you can't trust someone else if you don't trust yourself. And so much of this work is like, yeah, so much of this work is just like work on yourself so that. Mm. Okay, so accountability. So then we have V, which is I love this one. Do you remember this one's this one's extraordinarily important for me, and this is something that I like. I am I. This is something that I feel like I, I like I fight for. The vault. Mm-hmm. Um. I love what she said. I think it's not this vault as in like leaping over something, but vault as in lock lock it up. Lock it up. Someone shares yeah. something with you in confidence, you keep it in confidence. Yeah. You know, in in yoga terms, like we don't gossip. We don't Yeah. You know, we don't like communicate in harmful ways. And the vault is like, you know, my sister's always called me her vault and it's like I'll tell you something and it it lives and it dies with you. Mm. And what's really fascinating <laughs> is like the effect of someone when someone gossips to you, you know that your dress goes down 
like you're not going to trust them with your shit if they're just mm-hmm. like, you know, I think it's different. Like you and I, we'd probably talk about people in our lives sometimes. And there's definitely things that are in the vault for me. Like my sister can trust me mm-hmm. com- completely. But like you, you and I can share share things and i i know that they'll never they'll never leave the room um mm-hmm. this is your my vault yeah. yeah uh super important super important to look at how we might be like letting people down when we're just gossiping about other other people yeah but not even just gossiping it's just like even just like so and i think the way she she kind of put it too is like she she did mention gossiping but like she was also talking about like just not sharing information or experiences that aren't yours to share. Yeah. You know, like, and, and so like maybe from like a relationship standpoint, it's like not sharing, at least the way that I saw this and and it made a lot of sense to me is like not sharing one side of a story without, without the other person there to speak for themselves. Yeah. You know, cause like, how how does that not cause create animosity? You know, and this is like this is one of those things that that is really fucking me up right now with this whole breakup is like and I, and and it's probably one of the things that I hate the most about it is like is is the all of the relationships that you form with a partner outside of your partnership. All of the friends that you make like your 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 inner circle of friends that you make and just like how I've never gone, I've never really gone through that this before. I've never really experienced this before where it feels like I, I'm sitting here and I can like think of people in my head. I can see these faces in my head where I go, I feel like now I feel like I'm not going to have a relationship with these people anymore. These people that I called my friends and maybe that won't exist anymore, mm. you know? Um, and how, you know, I don't know how that ties into vault. I, I don't know, but. She brings that up in the, um, not exactly this, but the, the kinds of bonds we make with people that aren't necessarily about actual, real, authentic trust. Not that I'm saying those, your friendships aren't that, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, she does talk about what was common enemy intimacy. Like when oh, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're friends with someone because yeah, you hate the same people. Yeah, right. Yeah. I wonder what the This is a little bit different though. Yeah, I wonder if this is that your friends your friends because you love the same people. Yes, right. So right. So the inverse of that. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that is yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's V. Okay, that's V. I E R A V. I Integrity. Big landmark word right there. Let's not get into no, 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 no. I, oh I was God. introduced to integrity, the concept of integrity, through landmark education in my early 20s. And yeah. it was very, it was, you know. Hey, man, landmark was fucking awesome. There were for some me. good takeaways. I'm not going to tell anyone to go do it. <laughs> but it was great for me. It was really good at explaining integrity to me, which is uh, basically the way I would Stand describe it. Stand by your word. Yeah. Act like, in like, accordance with your values and your... If you, if you, if, the, if your word, your word is like, I, your word is all you have. Word is bond. Word is bond. Word is God. God. <laughs> Amen. Word is dog. Almighty. Dog is God. <laughs> um, the hog. So integrity. Yeah. Like, 
you know, it's like sometimes, 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 sometimes following your word, sometimes keeping to your word, isn't the isn't the fun route, isn't the easy route, isn't the comfortable route. But that's what integrity is. Acting, showing Acting, up with integrity. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. What? What does she? She says, "Am I? Am I?" She says, "Am I uh, keeping or am I?" Am I in my integrity? She she re- refers to it in a way that's like, am I? Yeah, am I like rooted in in? Am I acting in a way that's in line with my values? You know, yeah. speaking, communicating, choosing and it's like, to choosing to practice your values rather than rather than like preaching them or or professing them. Yeah, and it's funny because I wrote this down at the beginning of this episode when we started recording. You said I don't take my own advice. Hmm. Which is a is kind of another way of looking at integrity. Yeah, I have like zero integrity for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I show up for myself zero percent. Uh, yeah. Integrity. It's That's not true, but so yes. I I'm gonna work on accountability. You're gonna work on in, in integrity. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to N. I love this one too. Non judgmental. Non judgment. Ooh. Which is also really hard. Yeah. So, if but, so, but also, you know, that thing that that thing that really helps that the thing that you taught me that really I find to be really effective is like is approaching a conversation that you know is going to be hard or that you fear is gonna you're gonna face judgment with a prefix that is like I'm about to express something and I'm I and it's really hard for me and can we not lash out or like, can, can I express this to you without coming up against judgment or, you know, this is, this is very vulnerable for me to like share this. And I want to acknowledge, like I want to express that before I say it. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, oftentimes when you're in a relationship that there's a loving, caring partner on the other end and they hear that, um, it's a lot easier for them to, to not quick, like to not react or to not, yeah. Be quick to judge. Because you enter into a space, a, a space together yeah. when you build that, when you say that. But you, Easier said than done. Easier but, said than done. But, 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 uh, but definitely, like, definitely important to practice. And, um, and I just want to give a shout out to all the people that consider themselves critical thinkers, philosophers, people who think critically about the world around them. If you know that you, one of your strengths is being critical of like what you hear and what you think. Um, one of the things that we learned in theater school that I applies everywhere is your strengths can also be your liabilities. Mm. You know, like my partner Todd is a, is a philosopher and a critical thinker and he exam he reads a lot of what's going on. He, he, he's, he's, he's well read, but it doesn't always transfer well to, into the relationship. You know, it's like when I go, let's say I go to, to him for advice on, or I, I just, I vent or I'm, I'm just like, you know, I need to put my feelings out there. And what I get back and is from a very helpful place, like a place of wanting, of caring and wanting to help. Here's like a critical analysis of like what the shortcomings are that are leading to this situation and like blah, blah, blah. 
it's really hard on me. I find that really, I find it, I'm really, really susceptible to criticism, constructive feedback. Like I, I have a lot of training and receiving and giving feedback, but it doesn't make it any easier when it's something that's personal. And so I'm just, this is my call to all critical thinkers who consider that a strength. And it, and of course it is, um, you know, just be aware of the other side of that in, in relationships with the people that, that you love. Cause I think that that can be a really criticism or, um, when Esther Perel talks about contempt being one of the, the biggest, uh, 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 problems in, in relationships in terms of like getting over them. Like it, 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 for if, if you happen to be someone who's really critical, you might be someone in a relationship with someone who happens to be really sensitive to that. Mm. And, and, uh, and so it's something, it's a, it's a tool to wield responsibly and appropriately. Um, non-judgment is like, can I fall apart in front of you? Can I tell you the ugliest thing about myself? And have you not judged me? Because, you know, I need to name it. But if I can't name it to you without judgment. Then who can I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's its own rant. Okay. This is my favorite letter. G. Generosity. This one, for me, tied a bow on everything because... One thing that's really hard to remember in relationship uh, disagreements is that you're on the same you you're on the same team. We don't have you don't have to be right and me wrong or me right and you wrong. We want to get to a resolution of this that is good for both of us. Like how can we have each other's backs? And I think it's here in G. It's be generous with your assumptions. Mm. So I might be in an argument with you right now, and I fucking hate your guts but if I can remember that you're a good person ultimately you want to love me and you want to feel peaceful you're not like addicted to drama or like a sociopath that's just like wants to ruin my life if I'm generous with my assumptions that like you're a good person but maybe you're not being mindful right now or thoughtful right now um that it's not because you don't love me. Hmm. It's just because we're in this thing. And I think if we're generous together, then that that's a better way of finding your way through to the other side. Yeah. I liked that one. I liked G and those were those. That's like, I mean, did she have to leave letters out? Did she cover everything? Cause it is a pretty, it's a big word trust I love what she said too about she looked up the definition and I think she said it was uh, trust is sharing something about sharing sharing what's important to you (laughs) sharing what's important to you vulnerable to the actions of someone else so I'm sharing knowing that you could you could cross my boundaries. You could not show up tomorrow. You could tell tell everybody, you know, um, you could judge me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And the lack of trust is, is what did she say? Distrust is, uh, I've told you some, I've given you something that's important to me. And what did she say? I've given you something that's important to me and it's not safe with you. Mm. That's mm-hmm. a f- not a very good feeling. <laughs> that is not a good feeling at all. No. You, we've all put our trust in the wrong person at times. And, uh, and it's, it's a tricky thing. So I guess that's our conversation about trust. I'm glad that we finally got to it because we, <laughs> we had a good 45 minute chat before we even, even got there. But I feel like everything we just talked about ties together. I think so too. Yeah. Um, so, so you're, uh, you're just the tips of five islands national park. Does that stand, stand true for the episode? Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, five islands national park on five grams of mushrooms and, um, (laughs) it will be, you'll, you'll meet God and, uh, you will, you'll, you will be on a different planet. It is, it's similar to something. It's like if Mars fucked Neptune, um, but it was nice and warm. That's kind of what it feels, feels like. Is Neptune a water planet? No, it's a gas planet. It's like if Mars fucked, um, uh, I don't know, Io, I, one of those like water moons. I'm going to have to watch, water. I'm going to have to watch this astrology explained thing. Cause I don't know yeah. what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, some moons are made of water. What's Mars? Earth? Mars is rock. It's like cool rock. You know, so what's really interesting about this place is that it's, um, it's, so it's, it was just introduced into as an, as a UNESCO world heritage site. Heritage site. It's called a geopark. And, uh, it is, it is just fascinating. You, you're, you're walking on like, like clay clay beach like clay like clay cliff sides that then form into rocky cliffs that then like form into this like little island thing and the and the the um the the tides it's the highest tides in the entire planet highest tides in the world what are, are in this place yeah yeah we have the highest tides in the world in the bay of fundy and this is on the bay of fundy cool so when the water goes at when tide is low you can get to these these points. You can hike to these points where, when the tide is up, you cannot get there. So we were walking on these crazy, crazy rock cliffs and these and this like these rock formations that you can't get there unless tides out. And it is just, it really is otherworldly. It's fu- like fucking crazy. And if you weren't high on mushrooms, you'd still be like, this is fucking crazy. Um, because we were, you know, one of the people in the, in our group was was not really high and, and they were like, this is, this is wackadoo. And then they went the next day and they were like, it was even, it was, it was just crazy. So it's just, it's just a really beautiful, um, really beautiful place from Halifax. It's like a hour and a half, two hour drive out, out by economy. Okay. And, uh, so dude, it was trippy. I had, to, there was a road closure. So we had to take a, um, Google, Google maps took us on an alternate route, which was like added 25 minutes. And we had to drive through Port of Peck, Port of Peck, Port of Oh yeah! Holy moly, what a emotional drive! Mm. It was very, it was very intense. Anyway, that's for a different, that's a different conversation. Uh, so yeah, go uh, if you're if you're looking for something just breathtaking. Um, see if you can get a campsite mm. at Five Islands National Park and go 
go out onto the beach during low tide and go see. There's one particular rock that you can go check out, and it's called the Old Wife. And that's the rock that you go look at. Perfect. The, the I'm old, gonna, that's the yeah. name of our episode. <laughs> the Old Wife. Yeah, you know, all of my domestic you know, the duties. Old, the Old Wife. Um, yeah, that's my just the tips. You got one? I guess I guess yours would be this this Brene Brown video. Yeah, watch the Brene Brown video. We'll uh, we'll make sure that 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 uh, you can find the name of it in the description of the episode in the episode notes. Um, watch it. Watch it with your partner. Have a conversation and and like break down some of these. Like these are important conversations to have and helpful conversations mm-hmm. to have. And um, I think you should absolutely check it out. I have. Can we just pause for one second? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. One second. Okay. Uh, where do we leave off? Oh, wow. It's beautiful, babe. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's the old wife, the one, the, the, the sort of janky looking one with the little orange speckles on it. I love it. Um, uh, so do you, just the tips, you're just the tips with the Brene Brown video? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for sticking with us, folks. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, got a, there's at least a nugget in there that's I, not just for I us. Think, <laughs> yeah. And if there isn't, hey, whatever. You know, I I just want to like bring it. Just I want to close by saying. Um, one of our favorite relationship therapists out there, Esther Perel, she, she, you know, back at the beginning of this inception of this podcast, and she was like a big, a big deal then. And, and was like really, um, motivating us to think about and talk about relationships in a different way. She, she, she made this analogy or she, 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 she kind of described how, you know, in previous not too far in the in the previous in our previous history, we lived in communities and in 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 villages and you know in in shared living situations where you would know if your neighbors were fighting and if they were having sex and whatever because you could hear them like you you just knew yeah. you were knew what was going on and a big uh, cause of of discord in relationships or I'm sure in other places too is like we think we're alone and that you know we judge other people's uh relationships and lives by their Instagram and the way that they choose to like advertise their lives and we know that when we're in a troublesome spot in a relationship and it, it looks like everyone else has it easy it just helps to hear some to talk about things and, and be like, Oh, actually I'm not alone. And this is a really common relationship thing. And I, I feel like for sure this is going to land for some of our listeners. And, um, yeah. And I don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to figure these things out with you on the air to, for hopefully the benefit of, of other people as well. And that's kind of a, a, a byproduct of, what's come of this podcast that we, I don't think either one of us were anticipating, but yeah, well, I, you know, this conversation, I feel like it's fixed me and I don't need to see a therapist anymore. So that's great. Thank you so much, babe. (laughs) Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, If you love us and you appreciate us, 
Go to patreon.com slash termion and give us your money. We are and, $2 uh, away from our initial goal that we set two years oh ago. We what? are two, two $2 away from our... Um, our what was the goal? Six, 60, $69.99? <laughs> uh, that should be our next goal. $696? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash termion. Go over there and support us. Or you can just follow us on Spotify or you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That one's actually really nice to do and, and it's free. Um, and uh, follow us on, on Instagram. Um, in my depression, I've kind of fallen off on posting stuff, but I'm going to try to keep that up. So so if you if, if there's more followers, the, the more accountability I will have with myself and I will I will be more integral. Uh, I'll show more integrity to that page so uh and you can always email us if you have a brain boner or a rant we're, we're getting into taking your rants so if you have a rant or a brain boner uh turn me on podcast at gmail.com stuff you don't want kept in the vault the opposite right. of the vault you want yeah, to we're broadcast. not gonna gossip for you no. yeah. um thank you so much for listening we love each and every one of you and uh that is it for this week until, until next, next week, week go, go fuck, fuck yourself, yourself. <laughs>